Awake in the Dream Radio with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness one guest at a time. Welcome, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Awaken the Dream Radio. I am your co-host, Dr. Dream, and the most amazing, incredible, sacred union partner I could have ever dreamed of, and also our co-host tonight. Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. Wow, thanks for that, Dr. Dream. It's great (laughs) to be here tonight. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I got to tell you, it is really great to be here. All we've had are technical difficulties for the last 25 minutes, starting out with a note from uh, Blog Talk Radio when we logged in saying we're having extreme technical difficulties tonight. So we've done the alchemy thing. I think we're, um, we've, we've transmuted it, don't you think, honey? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I've been trying to clear the energy and... Uh, and just at the, in the nick of time, here we are. So very excited about that. Well, I've got to tell you, things have been um, <laughs> things have been really something. We we were just overloaded with um, people reaching out this weekend, having um, had what shall we say, Laura, a less than comfortable time. Yeah, the energies this weekend were really intense. Uh, lots of people just feeling really cracked open, just, you know, things really falling through, falling apart. But that's always a great opportunity to rebuild and take it to a higher level. So it's nice to, you know, be there for people to encourage that while we were, you know, handling some of the same stuff ourselves. Yeah. Whew. You know what, while we're while we're talking about the energies and everything, Laura, why don't we um, have you share with us uh, some of the astrology? Well, uh, some of the astrology, um, lots of optimism, lots of uh, Jupiter happening this week. Jupiter and Moon are conjunct, and they will never be this close again until I think it's 2026 or so. So it's a great time to really just fill up and take it all in, uh, kind of like fill up the tanks, uh, so to speak, so that when some of the reality checks come in, we can handle it uh, from a place of neutrality, holding that positive energy. And what we want to avoid is, you know, having that positive energy elate us to such highs that when those reality checks happen, you know, we sink to these major lows. Instead, it's good to just, you know, fill ourselves up and just expect that, you know, positive and negatives are still going to happen. But with the perspective um, on just higher consciousness and just the things we really need to own, we can tackle it like we've never tackled it before. Uh, So, you know, that's really what's happening this week. A lot of uh, aspects between um, Mercury uh, in Aquarius and, you know, the Sun in Jupiter. Uh, Gosh, we have Mercury squared Saturn a little bit later, but then uh, a a nice aspect between Sun and Jupiter. So that's another example of where a reality check might come in and kick us all in the gut. But we have... uh, a lot of resources to draw upon because I think for a lot of people, the higher self is really in the driver's seat now. And it's just important to keep that focus, you know, without it lifting one out of their own grounding. Um, And then we have the full moon in Leo. I think it's on the 26th. And uh, it's just going to be awesome because of that Jupiter energy and, you know, just really focusing our creative intentions um, for the next cycle and, you know, really just 
just working it to our benefit for ourselves, for the collective, for our relationships. Um, so yeah, that's 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 really where it's at. Filling up the tanks and just being prepared for everything that 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 comes at us. Um, but you know, transmuting rather than you know being caught in the highs and lows. You know, just really being an activator and a and a participant in shifting the energy rather than being shaken about by it. Right, and some days are a little bit easier than others on that um, front. <laughs> yes, that's for certain. <laughs> so um, normally we'd talk for just a little bit longer, but, you know, not tonight. I, um, I'd love for us to, to just get right into the, the excitement of, of this evening's program. Yeah, because I'm chomping at the bit. It was almost hard to articulate the astrology <laughs> with Lisa like sitting right here, not too far from us, and I'm just so excited to introduce her. So uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm just I'm absolutely just thrilled and excited about this show tonight. We have Lisa Renee on. This woman has an amazing story. She just blows me away. Um, I have to say, not many folks out there work energy on the kind of global, cosmic, and galactic level that she does. She's in the field. She's plunging so much of the dark, nasty energy out and bringing to humanity the tools and blueprints that will assist in our restoration and our transformation and ascension process. Um, I heard her name before from others who thought that I would really be able to relate to her work. And not soon after that, I began to feel my own inner guidance pushing me in her direction. Um, the first newsletter I read, I was astonished and amazed. It validated everything I knew that was going on and then some. It was truth, like I have never read it. I've never been able to read anything so quickly and have it make so much sense. And I realize we do work energy in a similar way. Um, I don't relate to many who do this kind of work. Often I feel a distortion or disinformation that they might not even be aware of. But her energy and info, as I experience it, is crystal clear and it, it engages one's whole being. And what I love is that she expresses fully, what she expresses fully exposes what we have all been going through and what we must remember to align with while clearly bringing forward the truth about what has been trying to get in our way, that being the negative alien agenda. And it covers, uh, she covers so many aspects, right down to the most technical levels of how the alien agenda operates. For Lisa, it all started when she experienced a sponta spontaneous kundalini event many years ago that catalyzed a starseed awakening to perceive multidimensional realities and communication with extraterrestrial intelligences and God defender forces of the cosmic sovereign law of one. Lisa is continually downloaded with consciousness intelligence packets and then trained to comprehend the science of ascension and its dynamics upon humanity and the planet through guardian groups. The understanding of organic spiritual technology is experienced through her own personal conscious evolution moving through the multiple dimensions of the time field. The awakening process began her transition into a spiritual guide and multidimensional light architect to work with bringing forth the hidden records and returning the crystal light blueprints during this planet's ascension cycle. Ascension cycle. To me, it is the pulse of our core truth, and it is critical information to understand and tune to. She does not miss a beat. I have gone through a lot just processing her presence here on Earth, everything from elation to tears to gratitude and amazement. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cry. She validates the importance of sacred union, heroes, gamos, she talks about timeline stargates and the origins of the alien treaties with our government, and the list is just endless. When I hear her and connect with her, I also feel her integrity, her heart, and her power, and I've developed an incredible love and respect for her that is really hard to put into words. She is truly a being of divine service. She is a warrior and a truly a great spirit, and I wish we had many hours to do this show, but we'll fit it in as much as we can. 
But anyway, it is my deep honor and joy to introduce to you all Lisa Renee. And I just feel everybody cheering. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I hi, just Lisa. want to say hi. It's so wonderful to be with you both again. And and goodness, I'm trying to keep myself in composure. Laura, that was so amazing and emotional. Thank you, darling. Thank you so much for that. Oh, I feel so much about this in relationship to you and just recognizing you as my spiritual and galactic and cosmic sister in so many parallels that we share not only in our own life experiences but the multidimensional experiences as well which definitely seem to be a little bit more rare in the human experience at least as we know it at this time uh, I don't think there's a lot of us that want to do this work down here. So there's been a few of us that said, okay, I'll do it. I'll be the cosmic janitor and go in and, and get some of this work done. So I I thank you so much for that amazing introduction and for the cosmic and astrological energies, too. That was really interesting. Always cool to see the both. Mm. <laughs> well, oh, thank you. Lisa, we are so excited to have you here, and 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 um, we realize how short um, this show is. Um, when we started thinking about you being on, and and our questions, and this and that, I just want to get something out of the way um, from in the question realm here in the very beginning, um, so we can you know really move to to what's current and everything else. Um, just a little bit of of your background um you know what i mean here here we are we 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 can see the the energies that you're connected with and and just the impact uh that you're having in all that you do but but give us sort of a brief little journey of of what it was like from you know to get from there to to here mm, well thank you i I often call this the starseed blueprint because I'm aware that there are many other beings or levels of consciousness which have come to this particular planet during this time cycle to really assist in keeping the ascension timeline, which is sovereignty and freedom, which I call the God-sovereign-free triad, here and available for humanity and for this planet. So like many of us with that similar starseed blueprint, I think we feel a sense from very early on as youngsters, as even babies, to have certain awarenesses where we're witnessing events on the planet and not necessarily feeling like we're engaged in events on the planet. And I know that it took me a very long while to determine what was happening and trying to find um, a way to verbalize it and express it also outwardly because I certainly have felt very different from the get-go. From as long as I can remember, I had felt this planet had a type of predator force and a barbarism that I was attempting to understand even as a child. And I had a lot of thoughts, you know, even at, you know, five you know, six years old, having this awareness of barbarism and predator forces that didn't make sense to me even back then. And so my life has really had that in the background of having this awareness that there is something operating that is hidden 
that I could feel or sense but didn't have a language at the time to really grasp it, uh, you know, from my human self as Lisa, but that there was this other aspect of me that that was aware of that. So I spent my early years feeling, um, in fact, very disconnected from planet Earth and wondering what my role was or is on planet Earth. And during that time, I've learned now subsequently that I was here to study and really choose Earth as a case study to develop an accurate assessment of where the architecture went wrong in the consciousness fields and what had created certain outcomes and probabilities in the timelines. And I was here to study those timelines and look in depth at the consciousness architecture or the blueprint of the fields from all of these different levels in 3D structure, such as the fact I was working in the IRS, Internal Revenue Service, as a tax you know, preparer, a tax accountant and business manager, and by understanding money supply and the control of it, I was able to track different levels in the architecture, which led to the larger picture of the negative alien agenda, which I understand a lot more in depth today. So I was a tax accountant for probably more many years. I started as a teenager, and I had this kundalini awakening in my 30s, which is very common um, in working with the archetypes of what we know as the Christ consciousness or the crystal consciousness, because there are very specific mathematical arrangements in architecture which connect to our physical bodies and biologies, which is known as a bio-spiritual expansion, meaning the biology and the spiritual self, the spiritual bodies, have an actual blueprint that work together when it's organic and operating and, and supposedly functioning as it should. Naturally, we can see on our planet today that that is not um, happening in an organic way, meaning most human beings are not aware of their spiritual selves or able to have a tool or awareness to connect to that aspect of their higher self, to understand how to do that, how to open that connection and alignment, even though in the natural and organic state without the control and suppression, suppression and enslavement, this would have been an organic part of human biology on this planet, and this is a part of what has been interfered with and interrupted, and is why there are many beings, extraterrestrials from other spaces and places of time that have come here to inquire as to why that is occurred. What, why has this transpired and what has happened in the time field that has created this kind of damage and destruction in the organic uh, spiritual development of the human being. So during the time of my early 30s, this is when my extraterrestrial contact began. And at that particular time, I didn't know it at the time, through that contact, I went through what's known as a walk-in process, which was an aspect of my soul that existed in a future space-time, which was a part of something known as the Lyran and Siren uh, Councils, embodied within my physical Lisa form, and I went through a process of integration of that spiritual identity of myself that existed in a future time and space. I learned later that that was so I could understand and more be more adept with understanding holographic language and understanding the template and blueprint, sort of the science behind ascension. It was that aspect of my identity that was a lot more developed in that 
way than, let's say, the Lisa brain, the Lisa identity in this time and space. So that was needed and necessary to get to where I am today in the continual development and teaching and learning in order to learn about uh, teaching about the, the science of ascension and also learning about the healing aspects of spiritual ascension and being able to go through the process directly as an experience myself so that I would be able to help support many beings on this planet that would be doing this process through these waves of energies and frequencies that would become exposed to the planetary body. Now, we know that the negative alien agenda has attempted to prevent, subvert, um, misdirect uh, people with a variety of all of the spiritual ascension information that has been given to the public. But ultimately, one thing that they cannot prevent is movement of stellar activations of frequencies that come into exposure with the planetary body. So, in effect, what they have attempted to do by damaging the planetary neural net, which is also known as the planetary brain, they've done this control of the planetary brain and control of the stargate systems and the grid systems of our planet in order to interfere with those literally organic energetic transmissions that occur very much like Laura was talking about conjunctions between Jupiter and the moon. These are things that are very hard for them to interfere with directly in terms of, you know, huge planetary, planetoid type of bodies coming in direct alignment with our planet. They can't really stop that without creating a lot of destruction. So they attempt to interfere with that process in a variety of ways. And many of these ways, many of us who are familiar with the negative alien agenda and this level of information understand, you know, chemtrails and the various levels of genetic modification of food and the control of natural resources, etc. You know, all of this is a part of controlling that because it's a physical body and being. Uh, the biology is stunted in its nervous system or not able to connect with these certain frequencies, it keeps that being, again, suppressed or harnessed in a certain parameter of consciousness. And that's really what the negative alien game is here. So going through this process directly, I'm, I'm sorry, just going through this process directly was really getting to the meat and potatoes of understanding the negative alien agenda on our planet. And it's clear my whole life has been geared towards that and for that purpose. Wonderful. Wow, that's such an amazing answer. I, just, I didn't mean to jump in. There was just some distortion, and I wasn't sure if uh, your wires or maybe since the connection on our end is just um, getting a little bit rough towards the end. Can you hear yeah. me okay, guys, everybody? It's the same with you, Laura. Yes, okay. I just noticed. I can hear Dr. Dream, but you were a little garbly, so we must have gotten in the airwaves here. <laughs> So we call in yeah. our communication lines to be crystal clear and our crystal forces to, again, exchange in the highest capacity now. Again, all that's in divine right order and timing and perfected blessing and transmission to our beloved audience now. Yeah, I hope it clears up because definitely didn't want to interrupt anything. Um, <laughs> I was a little concerned about that. So, wow, that's that's just incredible and so fluently said. Um, I'm going to, you know, just move on to this question, and hopefully we won't have too much distortion. Um, that's just a great just intro to where we are right now. You know, we just uh, moved through the solstice period of December 21st, 
And, uh, you know, we've been really, you know, as a collective, uh, steered in all sorts of directions while, you know, beings like you have been trying to anchor, um, you know, the, these, these higher dimensional energies. So, you know, I've noticed that many people are still talking about new world order scenarios, and some are actually even convinced that we're still heading into a less than desirable future. Can you help the audience to understand what timeline we are on now, or at least what is available to us in the positive sense, as in the organic timeline? Yes, yes. I think that is a fantastic question, and you were a little bit garbled, so I'll try to answer what I definitely heard in what you were asking in the multiple timelines, and that is understanding that timelines also are synonymous with dimensional frequencies. So a lot of times when people are not aware of the larger cosmology of what spiritual ascension is, meaning that it connects into multiple frequencies and multiple dimensions of time, what the negative alien leverage is, is to control a belief that we are subjected to one particular dimension of time and that is the probable event horizon for humanity and I would say that in my experience that that is not accurate it's limited to the vantage point of which that being is connected to that particular station of identity in time So a lot of what is happening now, the way I would term it, I call it a smash and grab kind of mentality, which is sort of like a thug or a bully that uses, you know, on their way out in desperation to smash and grab and create as much chaos in the field as possible in order to try to stake a claim of a certain piece. Of, uh, of that timeline, of the beings that are stuck on it, because, again, the game down here is all about power and control. How many beings and their spiritual bodies can be harvested and used for one particular belief system that is being controlled by some of these higher dimensional entities, and, again, higher not defining a consciousness of enlightenment, but beings that have a larger overview to the timelines and the multidimensional points of view than we do here, than most of us here on planet Earth do. So at this time, in my awareness, in December, uh, it was quite a drag-down conflict to reach a final settlement, if you will, which allowed a contact and a buffer point to be fully anchored in the core of our planet, which is going from the core of this planet and all the way into what I call crystal star consciousness, which is a part and parcel of the cosmic cosmic Christ consciousness and the beings of the crystal star that we're in contact with that, again, are really supporting the God-sovereign-free triad and meaning that we are God, we are sovereign, we are free, and connecting to the ascension timeline is actually connecting to the timeline of sovereignty, that you are one at one with the eternal God light, and keeping that possibility and doorway open here on planet Earth. That has been accomplished as a part of the opening into the galactic center or our Milky Way galaxy, which is the core of our universes. So in essence, it's like understanding we have been living on a planet that has been in a closed or finite system. And a lot of this has been determined from negative alien technologies, which have used what's called as frequency fences or certain nets 
to create a structure around the planet magnetically that made it very difficult for contact from the outside realms, meaning other multidimensional spaces, to actually come into our planet. Because a lot of the questions I always get, too, is why didn't they come sooner? Why did we have to take it all the way this to this point? And it wasn't that, again, that they didn't want to be in contact with us. It's like saying they could not be in contact with us. It was very challenging because a lot of us here, like myself and probably you, Laura, were poking holes in the net or were on the other side of a stargate holding our hand out saying, okay, I'm right here, I'm right here, because we had to create loops of communication, which which I call handshake hubs, in order to secure the communication lines that allowed these communications and exchanges and frequencies and their information intelligence to actually take place. So this has occurred. There have been many of us on planet that have been what I would refer to as the ground crew to accomplish that. But in the higher dimensions now, when that gateway opened, it allowed an access like a two-way portal system that was not there before. And when that opening occurred, it allowed a tremendous influx of beings, again, from our particular families of light and consciousness, and as well other beings from other particular realms that are sharing a space now with us that were not here previously. So this sets up some really interesting, um, you know, dynamics in terms of the variation of forces that are present. But in my personal experience, I am completely aware of the ascension timeline as a as a possibility for all beings on this planet and that that is being defended and held here by beings that respect the cosmic sovereign law and are keeping that here for as many beings that choose to go past reincarnation or uh, rebirth into enslavement realms to have an opportunity to be freed into a higher expression in a future timeline. That's what that's about. Awesome. That, did that make sense? It yes. totally makes sense. And I hope the audience can hear everything clearly. Um, yeah, very brilliantly put. So, Lisa, I wanted to, to ask um, about the different programmings behind the misuse of, of sexual energy and, and just ask you to kind of go into that for us. Yes. Yes, this is obviously a very dicey and difficult topic, and I must sort of obviously put this out that I'm sharing this for the empowerment of the individual and for the choice of the individual. In no way does this imply any kind of judgment on any kind of behavior that is that is transpiring between you know anyone with their personal choices. But it is very apparent that one of the negative alien agendas mainstay in an important leverage that they have gained on this particular planet specifically is the issue of using a particular hardware in our planet which is geared 
for sexual misery and sexual enslavement. And it's very tricky and very complicated in terms of how the means of sexual energy is being abused because the people that I feel that have a sense of feeling enslaved and that something very distorted has happened with the way the religious undercurrent has treated the union between men and women through a patriarchal distorted lens and the abuse of the female energy on our planet, there are so many of us that just desire the creative expression of our soul, which definitely ties in to our sexuality because our soul is a creative force and it can be expressed when in proper alignment through the sexual intimacy with our beloved. And that's, of course, what it's designed to do, to bring union between partners to experience at one with the source light. Unfortunately, sexual distortions have been drilled so deeply and have become so damaging to so many men and women on our planet that there isn't really a clear pathway or roadmap to conscious sexuality and spirituality and sexuality being unified as a sacred space to literally connect with the Godhead. And so looking at that and understanding how each of us in our heart so desire to be connected to our creative essence, so desire to want to be connected to the spiritual part of ourselves. And so sometimes the sexual act or abuse of sexual energies are used, you know, as an outlet for that. And sometimes what is considered to be harmless is actually not because the use and the manipulation and the alien tagging and use of implantation between unconscious people that are coming together to have the sexual act, unfortunately, can be very harmful both emotionally and spiritually to the individual who isn't realizing that they're being operated by by forces that they may not understand. So this is actually more than understanding that this is just an arbitrary energy field. What I'm talking about is on planet Earth, there is a hardware structure that has been hardwired literally into the planetary brain. Its headquarters happens to be in the United Kingdom area around the Stonehenge area. The Guardians give this a name and they call it the NRG grid. What this stands for is Nephilim Reversal Grid because what its primary um, function is is to actually break down the genetic material and prevent genetics from actually unifying, which is actually a natural part of our spiritual ascension process because as we go through DNA activation, we actually have a male part of our DNA that is um, also connected to a female part of our DNA. So we have a base and an a actual magnetic part of our DNA that when our DNA plugs in, this masculine and feminine part of our DNA actually merges together. So everything is a part of that holographic micro to the macro relationship, and you will see that gender and pairs of opposites is is everywhere in our creational realm. So this has nothing to do with gender as we know it on planet Earth, but meaning the roles and the obligations that we've been told as men and women who we are. But 
the actual act of unifying our DNA and plugging in our DNA requires unification between the polarities and perfect marriage between the masculine and feminine aspects. So the first place to distort that and to damage that, of course, from the negative alien perspective is to go for the sexuality. So they're going to promote the the sexual distortions in the hologram so that people have a very small chance getting beyond the second chakra desires and instinctual pulls and into actually the heart and the higher consciousness levels of where we merge from the heart level and actually connect in our chakras at these higher level forms. So the NRG grid is actually designed to create sexual distortions that split apart the unification potential, which is a part of sacred marriage, the merge is unification between the poles or pairs of opposites, and by destroying and pulling apart those energies and preventing them from merging, it creates... um, a static field that breaks apart, and this is a part of what is understanding what Nephilim hybridization is about also, because the Nephilim are a part of the negative alien intruder races that have come here that do not want to be rehabilitated and do not want to merge into the genetics of our planet because they want to be rulers and controllers. So the Nephilim reversal grid is to reverse genetic material so that it breaks apart. And the primary function of how that is done is through sexual distortions, through pornography, through fetishes, through what I call the astral realms of sexuality. And that is used to collect and harvest energy, and that is a particular structure that is very well fed on planet Earth when we look at the millions of beings on our planet that are enslaved, not only in you know adult prostitution, but child prostitution. All of these are heavy bottom feeders into the NRG grid, and this is why it's so important going forward, whether we're aware of the architecture at this level on planet or we want to be aware of the enslavement on planet Earth. We have examples on planet Earth globally, right in front of us, hidden in plain sight. Multiple millions of human beings, both women and children, are trafficked and used for not only enslavement purposes, but for sexual enslavement purposes. And this is one of the uh, reasons of understanding why the NRG grid is so powerful on our planet, because we have multiple millions of people that are feeding that grid through the victimization of the predator using it in this way. So this is a very big project for guardian teams and those that are here that do grid work or are part of the Architects of Light. And um, we could obviously talk hours about that, but I hope that kind of gives a summation of what the NRG grid is. And so so polyamory is included in the sexual distortions, correct? That, as you know, is a very um, highly charged issue, you know, and I I understand that many times as a part of our spiritual development, we may have phases where we explore certain things in order to fully understand it. And again, this is, again, not casting any kind of judgment on behaviors or actions and choice because freedom and choice is really the most important part of the spiritual expansion process. But I will say that ultimately polyamory 
connections, multiple sex with multiple partners is high risk and dangerous activity at this time with the negative alien agenda being in the field as it is. Um, if we were not on a prison planet and we were working with higher consciousness fields on planet Earth, maybe that would be different. But I would say that I have not found um, any human being at this time that has been able to be disconnected from the creatures that I see that work with them. There is actually creatures called golems that work to collect those energies in the polyamory fields, I see golems almost continually on people, around them, in their auras, in their chakras, and this is fed by that energy program and, again, is a part of not having a, a clarity about really what spiritual force and creative force as a part of our sexuality is designed for. And, again, that's nobody's fault, really at this time, but it is something to ponder and consider if that has been a part of your path thus far. Well, thank you so much, because I just think this is just a huge question for a lot of people that are just searching and, you know, wanting liberation and not knowing, you know, what love is anymore. Just like the word God is so confusing because of what religion has been. Um, Yes. Can you shed some light on what Heroes Gamos means? Because that's a term not everybody knows and understands. Um, can you explain to the audience what that term means and how we can, you know, get better in touch with it? I'm sorry, what was the term? Heros Gamos? Oh, yes, Heros Gamos. Yes, well, Heros Gamos in the terms from the Guardian language at this time means the process of development like spiritual initiation where you go through layers and levels of expansion in your consciousness. And there are certain levels of expansion where you have emerged with, again, that polarity or opposite. So there are three different levels of sacred marriage, you know, in the spiritual ascension process, which is, again, a merge between that masculine and feminine counterpart. So at the ultimate level, you know, and some of this has been described in the consciousness spaces or in maybe some of the New Age language, you know, where it's all this confusion about what is a twin flame, what is a soulmate, what is a monadic mate, So as we go through the process of spiritual ascension, which is a given on planet Earth at this time, if you're breathing and you're on this planet, you're going through spiritual ascension at whatever level, uh, pace that your higher self and your being is participating with or not participating with because we are on an ascending planet. So at certain stages of our development, we will come across what I call alchemical unions. We will meet people in our soul family and in our monadic family and in our Christos or our Christ family. And those beings will hold specific parts of consciousness or memories or healing opportunities. And we can choose to connect and interact as an opportunity in these relationships to understand that relationships are a significant way to come into empowered self-mastery with your spiritual self. Relationships are not accidental. They are a part of coming into your realm to help you develop. So sometimes we will have a, a soul contract where there will be two beings that are together to come into integration or sacred marriage or inner balance with those particular polarities or energies that exist at the soul level. This happens again 
at what's known as the monad or oversoul level. You will meet somebody, and it can be, again, a significant other. It can be a friend. It doesn't have to be a traditional lover, husband, partner, spouse, wife thing. It can also be a person that is very significant to you, and you feel this incredible love for them. You feel this otherworldly kind of essence about this connection that you have. And these are things to pay attention to because that's the animation telling you this is about your spiritual process. This is about your spiritual expansion. Pay attention because this being has many things that they can share with you and you can learn from whether they are pleasant or unpleasant. You have to remember that the soul and the consciousness has a different priority than we do in our ego here on earth because a lot of the times we have challenges and it stretches us beyond our limitations and we're able to access the genius of our soul by being stretched beyond our comfort zone. So these relationships are not easy. They're intense. They can be challenging. They can be painful. But staying awake through the process of the sacred merge because eventually in the process of spiritual ascension, hieros gamos is what is also... Um, equated to the risen Christos, meaning the the plasmic liquid light of Christos, which is an intelligence field. It's also synonymous with saying unity is at one with the source light and exchanges and becomes sustained by connecting in an exchange with the source light. In the lower frequencies, we're still working with polarities and we're trying to get beyond these polarities so we can come into the neutral field. The more we can hold neutrality in our body, we become more connected to the source light, which is, again, the zero point or neutral field. So there are stages of sacred marriage, which is learning how to come into inner balance, the inner energetic balance with yourself, learning how to become sustainable in your own source light, meaning that you're not needing other people to verify or or help to confirm realities for you. Because what that is is considered emotionally vampiric behavior when we're trying to control outcomes or we're trying to manipulate outcomes. And this is a lot in the lower stages of our spiritual development when we're dealing with the secret and the law of attraction. There's a lot of confusion about those particular methods that are promoted in the new age because there is nothing more important than your relationship with god and your relationship with your spirit so if you're trying to manipulate things from a desire place of ego this is going to actually interfere with your process of your spiritual development in certain ways and so it's very important to understand to not manipulate to learn how to allow Um, things in your life to show up as they are and not try to change them, force them, or push them, which is extremely important at this time in the new energetic terrain. I think people are really going to be feeling that now, that we are being more and more pushed to live in synchronicity instead of trying to force things to happen in our life and in our world. We have to learn to open and allow what's happening and to find a neutral association to what's happening to us in this moment because many of us may undergo unpleasant circumstances in the process of our development to learn how to come into inner balance with ourselves and ultimately move into sacred marriage. So sacred marriage and hierogamous or hierogamic union is 
a part of the spiritual ascension timeline because it is a part of spiritual ascension. It is part and parcel of the same thing, and it cannot be considered something separate because it is an organic function of our spiritual consciousness in these human biologies that we exist in in the here and now. Oh, beautiful answer. So, I mean, one can say this, you know, the negative alien agenda is, you know, absolutely targeting this. So my question is, where, I mean, these fallen angelic realms are just the negative alien agenda. Can you tell us a little bit about the roots of that and where it's really coming from, like Yahweh, Lucifer, or, you know, who's even considered Satan in your eyes? You know, what's really the dark force out there that's behind this or where it originates? You know, that is such an incredibly complex question, but I think in in terms of just trying to sum it up, because I know that in the beginning stages before my training with the Guardian Forces of seeing some of the things that were happening on this planet, um, which I consider crimes against humanity, you know, I didn't believe in a quote-unquote satanic figure either in my in my earlier years until I was taken and shown things uh, multidimensionally through remote viewing or sleep state, which were, were absolutely mind-boggling to really try and get a grasp of how this infection has come to planet Earth. The way that I would describe it is that this planet... Uh, you know, obviously is a part of a construction in the mechanics of creation that was built within a polarity of form. So there's nothing wrong with polarity. And there's, of course, really nothing, there's nothing in terms of a judgment that is cast between dark and light. What happened to this planet, though, however, is that a disconnection from the source light or the perpetual supply of source that could power this reality became so destructive to the life forms on this particular planet that annihilation and genetic destruction was the probability. And this is why a lot of people, you know, through the Nostradamus prophecies and the cataclysm prophecies of the Armageddon, these were all probable timelines that were actually in the time field as probable realities. A part of why starseeds have come to this planet is to override and to circumvent those timelines. So a lot of people don't understand that timelines can be circumvented by our own consciousness, choice, and participation with those time fields. What the negative aliens don't want us to know is that we can participate with that. They want us to believe that it's God's wrath of Armageddon or Satan's rule or whatever it may be so that we're scared and we're in fear and we feel powerless little humans that can't do anything. And that's all, again, a part of that superior and elitist attitude that these Orion groups and other beings have. So it's like saying, you know, bullies in the universe took advantage of a particular planet that was in a younger stage of development attempting to incorporate higher DNA strands from other experiments in consciousness that didn't go too well, meaning that there had been destruction, there had been damage, and there had been explosions that had harmed or destroyed certain levels of creation in the field. And there were beings that said, you know, I'm not going to let those beings that were destroyed be forgotten. We're not going to just completely decimate it and turn it into consciousness units that can be assimilated you know, into the substance of source, we want to protect those genetic histories and materials for those beloved beings that have lost their histories. And that's what the guardian forces and, and this 
this um, return to Christ coming to the planet Earth is really about, is the reclamation of our history that is galactic, meaning human beings are from the stars. These were beings that are entities that actually uh, took advantage of this planet because they saw that the beings here were not aware of sacred spiritual sciences, that the beings on planet didn't know necessarily how to protect the stargates that were opening into other dimensions, and they basically massacred all the beings that did know how to do that when we know the indigenous peoples, the aborigines, and the many, of course, indigenous cultures that have been decimated by white Aryan forces from, you know, the East or from Europe, you know, this was all purpose to kill those beings that held sacred knowledge in themselves that knew how to open stargates, that knew how to connect with nature, that knew how to connect with the planetary brain and communicate with the elementals and forces of nature. Because humanity here was originally built as a guardian of the planet and naturally to protect, again, the resources of this planet, to protect the life forms of this planet. So they basically came in and there were stages of that particular invasion of planet. And it's basically, you know, a conquering mentality, divide and conquer and take it over. You know, there is a saying, you know, he who conquers, you know, writes the history. And that's exactly what's happened here. We have been told a history of falsity for 5,000 years because 5,000 years ago is when the final foothold of the negative alien control of Stargate and the planetary brain occurred. They started reverse scrambling our DNA at that time so that we would be disconnected from the earth and disconnected from our truth and then simultaneously started massacring anybody on the planet that had access to that truth or was hiding that truth in some way because, again, many of us, I'm sure even listening to this, can have memories of, you know, the persecution complex we may be attempting to get over in ourselves because we, many light workers and light beings have been murdered and massacred for many eons of time attempting to hold that truth for this planet so it wouldn't die on planet Earth. And that, of course, was a part of the negative alien agenda in their control mechanism to create slaves and automatons that do their bidding that we would not remember these aspects of ourselves. So they basically took that history away and tried to destroy it, not only in the physical material world, but in the consciousness fields, which is the actual multidimensional blueprints of this planet that exist in consciousness layers. They cannot destroy the instruction sets, and that's why the guardians, beings like myself, are here to read those instruction sets and follow those instruction sets and find those levels of blueprint and code and frequency and histories and bring it back into the physicalization of our planet because it's a part of the human race that needs to be reclaimed and returned to the rightful owner. And that's really what I call this timeline of, of sovereignty is really the return to rightful owner, that which belongs as the inherent divinity of each being is being returned as a promise of God, which is, again, the covenant of the crystal or Christ consciousness returning to our planet. So how would you connect this with the divine feminine energy and, and the path that we all are you know, on to really allow this to awaken and, and what, what that energy has gone through. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a big breath on that one. 
there are, you know, multiple layers of consciousness of the divine feminine presence that, you know, in my personal experience, again, I can only describe it, of which I know you probably relate, is an absolute torture and rape of actually being suppressed and trapped in a space which could not encompass or embody in its natural creative form. So it's like saying everything in manifestation on our planet, again, back to those pairs of opposites, there is a principle of alchemy in all manifestation, meaning anything that you see in a physical format on planet Earth got there through some process of alchemy, even though we're so used to just seeing things in assembly line manifest in front of us. There is actual an alchemy in terms of the process of manifestation. And so the negative aliens understood this. So when they distorted the consciousness units of this planet, they distorted what's known as the electrons, which are a part of the masculine consciousness and the protons or magnetic field are a part of the feminine consciousness. So it's also understanding on planet Earth, when we're talking about masculine and feminine, we're talking about the masculine being horizontal, and meaning a horizontal principle, and that is a part of the manifestation into matter as a masculine principle into the physical realms, and the feminine being the vertical. It is the connection into the source light that brings the essence into the manifestation. So again, the masculine feminine in all things needs to be in balance or alchemy with each other in order to manifest anything in this reality. So the negative aliens, what in order to work with that alchemy and manifestation, created a lot of distortions not only for masculine consciousness, which means distortion of the mental bodies and the mind matrices that existed in these consciousness fields. It also trapped and used feminine bodies that were connected to this planet in order to use or subvert. It's sort of like saying take the feminine body and invert it on itself and trap it in a space and keep it there and then draw upon it when you need a replicant of that energy to create alchemy in the larger worldscape. Um, I know that might be hard to fathom, but that is how the feminine energy has been misused and abused on our planet. It is more than just a cycle of, of time where we have been in patriarchal domination. It is an excessive abuse of the feminine principle in all of its manners to steal creational code, usurp it, hijack and replicate it in ways that it becomes more and more distorted through through a false replicant. So it's like saying what we see on planet Earth today as quote-unquote goddess energies has been a replicant energy that isn't real. As an example, somebody asked me a question about a particular ascended master that is feminine. And it's a very sensitive answer to this because I know a lot of people, this is what's so challenging and so hurtful about what's happened to planet Earth, really trying to come into neutrality and coming to the spiritual maturity of being able to at least be open to explore this. Because it is so painful to all of us. You know, the negative alien agenda has come in and taken the most sacred parts of our heart and twisted it around at such levels um, of distortion, that, that the pain can be excruciating when we actually see what has been done. Uh, but again, 
in the result of those of us like you and I, Laura, I know that you and I have gone beyond the excruciation, the excruciating hell realms because we're compelled to serve and know that we're here to bring back the truth of what has happened so that we can bring the truth back to our planet and also create the potential of the real nourishing presence of the divine feminine in her glory, in her energy, in her vertical representation to the direct alignment to the Godhead because it is through the mother, it is through the spiritual principle that we connect to the heart of God. We cannot get there any other way. And this has nothing to do with favorites. It's just a mechanics of creation. So this is the time as well that the mother must be embodied in her pure divine essence of unconditional love and to show the truth to humanity and this planet what really is the God principle of the feminine and not the distortions that we have been told are the feminine. Ah, I'm, I'm one big goosebump as I often become. Thank you for that incredible answer. So maybe you could shed some light on what's happened to the Christ story and how that's played such a huge role in the manipulation. Oh, goodness sake, <laughs> yes. No, and that obviously too, you know, I'm very aware that a lot of us that have either had brainwashing or been subjected to some kind of religious programming as small children or within family settings, a lot of us have developed, especially in the starseed family, a repulsion or a disgust when we are when we come in contact with certain words that resonate, we remember that were used or abused in those levels of our learning. And that's unfortunate, but it's understanding that that was on purpose. It's taking things that are a part of our truth and history and distorting them and destroying them to such level that they're unrecognizable. And, of course, the Christ story and what has happened with that consciousness as an understanding of its history with our planet has been completely um, destroyed and distorted in, in such harmful ways. One of the most harmful ways of this is understanding that Religions on planet Earth have been primarily controlled by the negative aliens through the planetary brain. One of the ways that they have done that, and understanding computers is actually very helpful to understanding our reality and the hologram. It's very similar to Internet and computer technology. And understanding that our planet here is a conscious living being, but at the same time it has a brain. And this planet is female in its principle, and its brain and its head were lopped off and stolen. So it's like saying we're on a planet that is headless because they ran off and took her head and her brain. This was a part of the enslavement of the feminine. They went into the brain and they installed certain programs and archetypes that would influence the field so that beings that manifested and came and birthed into the physical realm would be influenced by these archetypes. And these archetypes are salvationistic modeling of crucifixion. So crucifixion and the salvation model of, of again, the belief system that is propagated through religion, the reason why it's so popular on planet, and so many millions and millions of beings have been you know, taken in by these religious constructs, is that the planetary brain has been installed 
with literal hardware and software that promotes archetypes of salvationistic modeling, which means we cannot believe in our heart that we are a part of God. We believe that there's some godly figure outside in the sky that we have to pray to and that we have to be worthy of in order to have a relationship with. And this, of course, is the game of the negative aliens because they want to be worshipped as gods. So another way you could say the negative aliens are also synonymous with saying false gods. They basically believe they're superior. They want us to worship them, and they feel that we should give them our resources, our energy, our blood, whenever they want it. And that's what's happened down here. Most of the wars and the things that we see in the global scape, it's actually not the human beings behind it. It's the negative alien agenda that is pulling the strings because they want control in a certain area. They want access to a certain stargate. So by killing a bunch of people and creating a war, this is a blood ritual sacrifice where satanic rituals are put there so they can actually have access to that particular level in the field, in the consciousness, and the poor beings that are tortured this way. So in coming back to the crucifixion, this was a particular implant that was put in the seventh dimensional level of our planetary brain, or as I would say, as an um, artificial replicant to the actual brain, meaning they took the brain and they reprogrammed it and they put machinery in there. And this machinery is not organic to God's creation, meaning somebody created it, installed it, and put it there, and then hotwired it so that the planet would actually respond to this in in its actual the grid system. Because when you understand what the grid system of planet Earth is, it's the nervous system of planet Earth. So if you're going to control the reality, you're going to go to the brain of the planet where all of the access to the neurological functions are that control messaging in the planet itself. That's exactly what they've done. They went into the seven-dimensional layers, the magnetic field, the magnetosphere, the violet flame area, and they programmed it with crucifixion implants. And a part of this is to distort the Christ story and also so that we believe down here on planet Earth that the Christ consciousness is simultaneous to crucifixion. And that is why we they have promoted an icon, you know, in Catholicism and, and whatever, you know, to have a human being that is sacrificed on a cross, impaled there and bleeding. Um, this is so when we look at that and we worship Jesus or the Christ, we are actually reinforcing our own enslavement to the crucifixion implants that are impaled in us because every human being on this planet, because we are a part of planet Earth and the planet is a part of us, the planet is understanding it's our body too. It's a part of all of us. So there's no way to be in a human body and be actually disconnected from planet Earth. You're connected to everything within the planet. So when the planet was invaded with crucifixion implants, it invaded our body with crucifixion implants. These implants are on our left side, and they're on uh, basically the lateral side, which is known as the seventh dimensional axitonial line that runs from our pinky finger and our pinky toe on our left side. That whole left side has... Alien implants, 
crucifixion implants and what is designed also for those implants is so that human beings could not get out of the reincarnation wheel because a part of the implantation job of what this was doing is making sure that barely any human beings going through their spiritual ascension, which is again a part of the organic creational setup, you can't get out of evolution, you know, you can't get out of moving through time fields when you're in a consciousness and in a body. So that part of learning and expression was capped and suppressed through these implants, which would create a reincarnation cycle and a recycling of souls because they control certain levels of the soul plane. So it means that beings were not being able to move into other realms in other experiences in higher consciousness because negative aliens are not only controlling planet Earth on the surface, they were actually controlling the death process and the soul process and trying to get a foothold in there so that the beings that were actually leaving their body were told to come right back in here into the third dimension so they could continue to carry out the recycling program and the superimposition of karmic miasms and other energies that they put on the planet to carry, uh, which is called superimposed karma, meaning waste product, um, you know, and energies that needed to be transmuted. They would put it in the planetary field. They would put it on what's known as the backs of redeemers, beings that have come to this planet like myself and yourself are a part of a family of redemptive vehicles that have agreed to come here and transmute these energies by jumping into the soup of this miasmatic mess of karma and attempt to take large chunks of it and transmute it because it's the only way we could poke holes while we were down here to create the connection with the Christ family or with mm-hmm. crystal consciousness families. So this is the 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 incredible story of the crucifixion implants on planet Earth. And, you know, again, we're in a process of helping the planet to be rehabilitated and strengthened in the new forces of consciousness that are finally here uh, and are finally able to be here at this time because they just couldn't be here like they are now. Right. Wow, thank you so much for that. I have to say, everybody, Dr. Dream um, has made an immense sacrifice my line was so terrible, he decided to give me his so I could hear Lisa and ask questions because he knows that I just, ha, huh, I've just been so looking forward to this and I feel such an incredible connection. <laughs> so thank you, Dr. Dream. He's not with us right now. I don't know if we're going to solve this problem, but um, wow, I, I that was incredible. Um, I'd like to just move on to uh, just the thoughts about, uh, you know, what, what is the most important thing that people need to know to stay grounded on the Ascension timeline and to really, you know, get out of this whole reincarnation cycling process? What, 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 what do we need to know and really focus on to, uh, to stay uh, on course? Well, you know, really this year, I think what's happening is we're going into a recalibration. The planet finally has a supply of energy that is sustainable that allows exchanges to occur, which will make the spiritual development process easier for a lot of us. I think what is really important at this time is to take the time to clear false programs that create fear or terror or manipulation 
in your day-to-day life, meaning that areas, this is called negative ego clearing. Learning to identify how to self-source where thoughts are coming from is a very powerful tool, meaning that you can have the choice at any moment to own this thought. Is this thought mine? Is it positive? Or do I want to, rec- you know, I acknowledge this thought, but I'm going to transmute it. And I think... Hello? Hello? Mark! We just got cut off. Nope, we just lost everything. All right, everyone, I'm not sure that you can hear us, but we are in the process of um, trying to get Lisa back on. Um, hmm. Breathe, yes, breathe is good. Okay, you can hear us. Um, let's just see what we can pull together here um, really quickly. And um, <laughs> it's been a little crazy. I, I get that you guys can hear me, so uh, let's see what we can um, what we can do real quick. Just just hang with us. Okay, guys, um, <laughs> let's all sing. Missy, you pick up the slack here. So here's the story, folks. Um, we got booted off. Um, we can't get Lisa back onto the system for um, 
for all the issues that um, that they've had tonight. Um, we're going to go ahead and stop the, the broadcast now. And um, what we'll do is uh, have Lisa back on a show in the very near future. So um, we really appreciate uh, <laughs> you guys so much. And um, we will uh, we'll be back with uh, next week we have William Henry. And um, we'll either do a special replacement show uh, with Lisa Renee or um, have her back on with us the following week. Um, anyway, thank you so much all. Much love to everyone. And um, we'll get through this. <laughs>